Well, hello, People's Church. Are you doing good today? Oh, come on. You're doing good. It is good to be in God's house. Success starts on Sundays in God's house, lifting up the name of Jesus, worshiping Jesus. And I'm really excited about, I'm excited to preach today. I'm just going to be, I'm ready to preach today. I got a word for your life today. And I just want to welcome all of our guests. I know you've been welcomed uh, already, but I want to personally welcome you to People's Church today. If this is your first time I'm so glad that you've chosen to worship with us. And if you're looking for a church home, I hope you don't have to look any further. I hope we become family and we can help you in your spiritual journey, you and your family take next steps in faith. And so we're excited to have you here today. I welcome all of our locations today, Midwest City, uh, Mabel Bassett Correctional Facility, all the ladies there, and, and welcome Northwest and our Indianapolis location. We have thousands that join us online around the world, and we welcome you to People's Church today. And before I share this message that's burning on my heart, there are a few important things I want to make you aware of. Uh, there are things burning on my heart that are important that I want on your heart because they're really important to our church. Tomorrow morning, Monday through Friday for the next two weeks we're having early morning prayer so we're beginning 14 days of prayer and fasting today our staff many of our staff are doing 20 21 days of prayer and fasting and so we're having prayer meetings from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. right here at the church at all locations at your campus there's a prayer meeting happening people's church believes in the power of prayer we believe that his house must be a house of prayer and so every year we believe that God will bless the rest of our year if we will give him the first so we set aside time in the first month of the year to pray and fast and seek God so from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. would you mark your calendars and be here as much as possible starting tomorrow morning be here and let's seek God together and then on Saturdays for the next two Saturdays we're going to have worship and prayer from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. so let's pack out the house let's seek God let's chase after God let's press into God as a church so put, please put that on your calendar and please make it a priority to be here and seek God. And then on February the 2nd, it's going to be Vision Sunday. And I'm going to cast vision. I mean, it's going to be red, hot. We're just going to finish up prayer and fasting. And I'm going to be casting vision uh, at the Vision of People's Church. So I'm excited to preach Vision Sunday. And then the following Sunday, we've wrapped up prayer and fasting. Or excuse me, the following Wednesday, I mean. We just, we just finished up prayer and fasting. And our deeper night, we're having a miracle service. How I many know after you done prayed and fasted and sought God, God's going to do some miracles. We're going to pray for healings and miracles and get out of wheelchairs and God kill cancer and diabetes and lose. We're going to have miracle service on deeper night. And then Sunday, February the 9th is going to be Friends Day. Donuts. Come on, after you break a fast, you got to eat good, somebody. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So February 9th is going to be Friends Day, and we're going to eat good as a church. I just want you to know there's a lot of exciting things coming down the pike. Today, not today, Satan, week two. I really believe there's something special on this series. I just really sent something special on this series. This is kind of a theme for our church. It's kind of a rallying cry for our church. And we were so excited. We even got, we got t-shirts made up. Not today, Satan. Get your not today, Satan shirt. How many of you going to kick the devil in his teeth this year? Come on, you are going to move forward in Jesus' name. Not today, Satan. And I even want you to take those share your story cards. They're in the back of your seat back pocket. Would you share your story of how God is working in your life through this series, through 
through prayer and fasting, write down your story. Let us know on that card. Let us know through the Taking Ground series and the miracle offering, all the things happening. I want to know, listen, I want to hear how you're winning the testimonies, the victories that are happening. Share your story. Turn it into uh, in, in, in the boxes on the wall. Turn them in at the welcome center. Mail them in. But I want to hear the victory reports. Not today, Satan. I want to talk to you today from this thought. When the devil turns up the heat. When the devil turns up the heat. I have a question for you. And would you respond by a show of hands? How many of you have ever been in a house fire before? You've been in an apartment fire, house fire. Man, quite a few of you have. And that can be very, very scary. And one of my closest friends that is a part of our church experienced a house fire. Him and his family, it was July 4th, and they're not 100% sure of how the fire started, but have suspicion that, that some fireworks after people were popping firecrackers uh, put it in the trash can in their house, next to their house, and in the middle of the night, it caught on fire, and the fire then burned the trash can and burned and got onto the house, and it was in the middle of the night as they were sleeping, him, his wife, his three children were sleeping. He heard the fire alarm, the, or excuse me, the alarm go off and didn't know if it was the fire, didn't know if it was an intruder, but assumed an intruder's breaking into the home and got his weapon, got down on, on his knees and was in defense position looking for an intruder. And as he was looking, he cleared the room and realized nobody's in the room and went out into the living room area and began to look and looking for a, a, an intruder. And you know how heart is racing and emotions are high. What is going on right now in the middle of the night? This alarm going off and then began to smell smoke. Said to his wife, fire. She goes, back to him, fire. And, and they already had a plan in place on what they would do in case of a fire. And so she ran upstairs, grabbed the kids and, and, and grabbed the, the little guy and the two, two, two girls. They're running out of the house. They, 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 get, out, they get outside and, and they're watching their house on fire. Here, here's a picture. And some of you know what this is like as you're standing there watching your house burning. And friends, can I tell you, their response to the fire saved their life. If they, if they would have responded by going, you know what, I don't know why this thing must just be a false alarm. Let's just turn it off and get back in the bed. If they would have responded by going processing, well, what do you think it is? Well, I just think that that little smoke, oh, it's probably just something with the stove. It probably is nothing. Let's just get back in bed. Their response to the fire saved their life. And I want you to know something in life. You will go through fires. And I'm not just talking about house fires. In life, you will go through fires. And sometimes we go through the fire because of our own poor decisions. Sometimes we go through the fire because of somebody else's poor decisions and then it impacts our life. Sometimes we go through the fire because of that deceptive, cunning devil. But the reality is we will all go through fires in life. And when we do, you know what the devil loves to do? The devil loves to throw gasoline on the fire. The devil loves to turn up the heat when we get in the fire. But understand this about fires. People don't blow their life up because of fires. 
The reason people blow their life up is not because of fires, it's because of their response to the fires. You see, it's not what happens to you that will determine if you thrive in 2020. It's not what happens to you, it's your response to what happens to you. That's what will determine if you thrive in 2020. And I can guarantee you this, I can guarantee you that in 2020, you're going to experience some fires. And somebody's going, man, Pastor, come on, man. It's the beginning of the year. Can you, would you please be more positive? Okay, I'm positive that in 2020, you're going to experience some fires in life. And the fires you experience will not stop you from winning if you have the right response. So today, I want to teach you how to respond when the devil turns up the heat. I want to teach you how to thrive. I want to teach you how to win when you experience fires in your life in 2020. And we're going to look at those three Hebrew boys today. Shadrach. Meshach and Abednego. Here's what the story says in Daniel chapter number three and beginning to read in verse number nine, it says, they said to King Nebuchadnezzar, may the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold. And that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace, will be thrown into the fire. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you. Your majesty, they neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. And the king told everyone, you will bow or you will burn. And I, wanna, I want to show you three right responses when the devil turns up the heat. You can win in 2020. You can thrive in 2020 in spite of the fires if you have the right response. Let's look at this from these three Hebrew, Hebrew boys. Number one is this, the right response is respond with conviction. Respond with conviction. Let me show this to you. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 16. It says, Shadrach. Meshach and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, notice conviction, the God we serve, that's who we're serving. Conviction, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. These three Hebrew boys said, we're not going to bow down to a golden image. We're going to serve God. Listen to me, before they, they ever learned about a fire, before they ever learned about a burning furnace, they had already pre-decided they were going to serve God no matter what. They had already established convictions they were living by and they said, we might burn but we're not bowing we will serve the Lord and before you go into any fires in 2020 before the devil turns up the heat you need to have convictions that you're already living by you need to have convictions that you've already got decided and determined and established if you don't have convictions that you're living by you will bow down in the fire you'll bow under pressure you'll bow to the culture you'll bow to the standards of this world you have to establish convictions let me ask you a question are you living your life by convictions? 
Are your convictions based upon the word of God? Blessings follow obeying God's word. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. The word of God will endure. The word of God will last forever. You can put your hope and your confidence in the word of God. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then notice that then you will be prosperous and successful blessings follow obeying God's word when you go through the fire in 2020 do you know what you believe do, do, do you know what's anchoring your life I believe in the Bible. I believe the Bible is the word of God, that it's the inspired, anointed word of God. Uh, listen, I believe the Bible has the final authority in my life. Listen, my opinion doesn't matter if it doesn't line up with God's word. Your opinion does not matter if it does not line up with God's word. Society's opinion does not matter if it doesn't line up with God's word. The only opinion, opinion that matters is God's opinion. That's what matters. Do you have biblical convictions before you go into the fire? Before you ever go to, into the fire? Here, here's what I believe. I believe that Jesus is the son of God before a fire happens in 2020. I believe the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ and placing faith in Jesus Christ, the son of God. Before I ever go into a fire, I have already determined that it is not okay to lie and to cheat even in the midst of a fire. Before I ever go into to a fire. I already believe, I believe that God established the sanctity of marriage all the way back when he created Adam and Eve in the garden. I believe, I believe before fire ever starts that the gift of sex is, 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 is created for the confines of a marriage union, a marriage relationship, not because God's trying to keep something from us, but because God's trying to keep something for us. He's trying to protect us. I believe that we need to live a holy life, a life set apart to God. I believe our lives need to be built around the local church because people flourish when they're planted in the house of God. I believe every person needs a small group because we grow best spiritually in small groups. I believe every person has a purpose by God Almighty and God wants us to discover our purpose. That's why we have growth track. Get to growth track. Get to give me four weeks of your life. 90% of Christians don't know their spiritual gift. Give me four weeks. You'll learn your spiritual gift. Because why? Because God has created every person to make a difference. God has given you a gift to serve others. That's why we have the dream team. Did you realize you're hardwired by God to serve other people and to make a difference? And that's why we have the dream team. That's why we have different areas of ministry for you to plug in and use your gift. And what I'm telling you today, I don't believe this because it's good. It sounds good. I believe this because it's the Bible. And my convictions are based upon the word of God. And some of you today, you're already going through a fire. And you're making poor decisions because you have not established biblical convictions. And I want to tell you today, don't, don't keep bowing. Don't bow down because everybody else 
is bowing down. Those three Hebrew boys, they saw everybody else bowing down. They bowed down to that golden image. But those three Hebrew boys said, we're not going to do what's popular. Because what's popular isn't working. Being in the majority is not working. How the world is doing relationships is not working. How the world is doing dating is not working. How the world is doing marriage is not working. How the world is handling finances is not working. How the world handles pressure and stress and fires by turning to the bottle, turning to drugs, turning to alcohol is not working. And so we have to establish biblical convictions. I might burn, but I won't bow. My convictions are based on the word of God. And when fires come in my life in 2020, I've already predecided. I've got convictions based upon the word of God, and I'm not going to bow down to the world. Number two is this. I'm teaching you how to have the right response when the fires come your way. Number two, respond with courage. Respond with courage. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had hearts full of courage. When, 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 when the devil turns up the heat, you need to have a heart full of courage to stand firm. I, I want to just give you some characteristics of what it looks like to have a heart full of courage. The, the first characteristic is this. When you are in the fire, do not go into panic mode. Do not go into panic mode. Because hearts full of courage don't go into panic mode. Notice this in Daniel 3 and verse 17. These, these three Hebrew boys' response to this fire. They say this, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. The three Hebrew boys, they, they didn't panic under pressure. That They had courage in what God was able to do. That they kept their cool, they, they kept a level head. They did not become a drama king. Anybody know any drama kings? Anybody know any drama queens? And there's something's going on like, oh my gosh, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I don't know, I don't know what to do. I don't know, I don't know. Girl, do you know God? Oh my gosh. He said, fire, fire, oh my gosh, fire, fire. Come on, come on, come on. Have you ever told somebody and you're talking to them and they're telling you, like they're making it like, oh, I'm telling you, I'm gonna tell you what's going. On. Oh my gosh! Oh! And you're like, now what happened? What was? It was a roach. One roach. You you knew all that for a roach. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Don't panic in the fire. Have a heart full of courage in your great God. Keep your cool. Don't blow things out of proportion. You do what you can do, and you allow God to do what you can't do. Let me give you a second, a second, a second. A second characteristic of a heart full of courage. Number two, when you are in the fire, trust God's power to deliver. Trust God's power to deliver. Notice this in, in, in verse 17, Daniel chapter 3. If we are thrown into this blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. How many of you know that God can deliver you from the fire? Anybody believe that God can sustain you in the midst of the fire? How many know God can work a miracle in the fire? Hear me, church. The fire may have caught you by surprise, but it did not catch God by surprise. You trust God. God's got this. 
God's got this. He didn't catch God by surprise. God's not up in heaven sleeping. He knows. Trust God in the fire. I want you to see a third characteristic of a heart full of courage, and that is this. When you are in the fire, trust God's faithfulness and sovereignty, even if he doesn't deliver you. Oh, here, here it goes right here, church. When you're in the fire, trust God's faithfulness and sovereignty, even if he doesn't deliver you. Check this out in verse 18. Daniel chapter 3, verse 18 says, but even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. A heart full of courage in God has an even if he does not kind of faith. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were normal people just like you and I. They had dreams. They had, hope. they had hopes. No doubt they wanted to live a long life. They had friends. They, they had family. But even when times got tough, they did not lose their faith in God. They did not turn away from God. They said, even if we suffer, even if we burn, even if we have to die, if God chooses not to deliver us, we will still serve God. We might burn, but we will not bow. And when you're going through the fire, you need to have an even if he doesn't type of faith. Let me tell you something, church. Weak faith only serves God when everything is going our way. That's not strong. Strong faith in God, mature faith says, even if God doesn't deliver me, I'm still going to serve him. He's still my God. He still has my heart. I will still bless the Lord. I will follow God. Even if he doesn't. Do you have, even if he doesn't, faith? Can your faith handle God not answering your prayers the way you want him to? Can your faith handle financial hardship? Can your faith handle the loss of a loved one, losing a child, a spouse, a grandchild? Can your faith handle God not healing you from a disease that's in your body? Can your faith handle your marriage not being everything that you dreamed it would be? Can your faith handle being single another year and it's your deepest desire to be married? Can your faith handle one of your kids that you're just hoping they turn their life around and you never see them turn their life around? Can your faith handle the trial of being trashed on Facebook or Instagram? Can your faith handle it and say, not today, Satan. Even if God doesn't do it, I am not going to bow down. I will serve the Lord. You say, Pastor... How do I have, even if he doesn't, kind of faith? I'm glad you asked me that question. I was hoping you would. Let, let me teach you how. Let me teach you how to have, even if he doesn't, kind of faith. E Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Those first several words tell us how to have, even if he doesn't, kind of faith. Therefore, put on the full. Everybody shout full. full. 
put on the full armor of God. That's how you, that's how you have even if he does it kind of faith. You put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, when the fire comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand and you've got the full armor of God on, stand firm. I'm not backing down. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up because of a fire. Stand firm then. And then he begins to give us what the armor is. And he says, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. And the belt of truth is having your life anchored in the truth of God's word. Don't live by the lies of the world. Live by the truth of God's word. He talks about the breastplate of righteousness. It's part of the armor of God. That's living a righteous life. That's living your life according to God's word. He talks about having your feet fitted with the gospel of peace. That's living by the peace of God. I'm not going to stress out and lose my mind when I'm in the middle of the fire. Do not be anxious for anything but by everything by prayer and supplication make your prayer your request known to God and the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ gee I'm putting on the full armor of God he says take the shield of faith in which you can extinguish all the fiery arrows of the evil one that means you got to live by faith not by sight I'm not living by what I feel I'm not living by my feelings or by sight I'm living by the word of God I can't see it but I believe it, I'm living by faith. You take the helmet of salvation and you put on the helmet of salvation. That's talking about your mind. You got to have your mind anchored in the salvation of God. You got to keep your mind on the things of God when you're in the middle of the fire. You see, the devil wants you to lose your mind up in here, up in here. Not today, Satan, because I'm putting on the helmet of salvation and keeping my mind on the things of God. He said, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's your offensive weapon. And in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the fire, in the middle of the trial, you quote God's word. He says, and then pray on all occasions, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer. He says, let me tell you part of the armor, make prayer a regular part of your life. Pray on all occasions. That's why tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. We're not playing with the devil. Not today. Say we're going to be a praying church because that's part of the armor. So we're going to get up at five even though we don't feel like it. And we're going to pray. I only hear three of you. Clapping. Hey, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. I can't wait for tomorrow. When you show up tomorrow morning, I got to. This is the first time we've done this. I got to pray. Pray first. Prayer God for you. To help you pray. Teach you how to pray effective prayers. Tomorrow morning when you get here, I'm going to give you this. You're going to have to be able to get this book. And the table of contents is pray, pray first and how to use this book. Creating a lifestyle of prayer. Then we have prayer models for you. How do you pray the Lord's Prayer? The tabernacle prayer. Pr- praying through scripture. The prayer of Jabez. Warfare prayer. Praying for those in need. Personal prayer. Right here, we're going to give this. Somebody said, can I get it today? Nope. I'll see you at 6 a.m. tomorrow and you can get one of these. Because we're going to pray and then we got one for your children. PC kids. Come on, we're going to teach your children how to pray. They're going to learn how to journal and seek God. And so we got one for your children tomorrow. I cannot wait because we're putting on the full armor of God because that's how we stand firm with the heart of courage. Number three is this. Let me give you the third response. It's key. This is key. Fires are coming. Your response will determine if you win. 
The third response is this, respond with commitment. Respond with commitment. You you have to see this, church. You you have to see this. Well, what happens to these three Hebrew boys after they have a heart of courage to follow God no matter what? If you don't know the story, you would think, man, these guys have such faith in God. Surely God will deliver these men from being thrown into the fire. Nope. That's not what happens at all. Listen to what happens to these men. Daniel chapter 3, verse 19 and 20. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. Are you kidding me? It's getting hot in here. Seven times hotter? Verse 20, and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. I mean, you got to be thinking, come on, God. After all we've been doing and we stood up, we did not bow down. You, you, you can't let that fire get turned up seven times hotter. I mean, come on, God, you can't let us get bound up our hands and feet. We can't even move and let them throw us in the fire like this. Come on, God, show up. Come on, that would have been some of us back in those days. Hey, 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 man, hey, 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 don't throw me in there yet. Hey, where's the key? Hey, 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 I just play it. I just play it. Where's that gold at? Where's that image? Come on, Not these boys. Not these boys. They said, we might burn. But we will not bow. When the enemy turns up the heat, you got to turn up your commitment. I said when the enemy turns up the heat, you turn up your commitment to God. When the enemy turns up the heat, you turn up your commitment to God. You turn up your commitment to pray. You turn up your commitment to read your Bible. You turn up your commitment to seek God at 6 a.m. You turn up your commitment to give. You turn up your commitment to serve. You turn up your commitment to worship. Oh, when the devil turns up the heat, I'm turning up my commitment to God. Let me tell you about the fire. The fire, God uses the fire to develop your character. It's the fire where you experience God in a unique way. It's in the fire you experience God's miraculous hand and provision. It's in the fire where God deepens your faith in him. It's in the fire that God makes you stronger. Is there anybody at any of our campuses going through a little fire right now? Anybody going through a fire? And don't you be discouraged. God is using that fire to draw you closer. God is using that fire to take you deeper. God is using that fire to make you strong. There's benefits of staying committed to God when the devil turns up the heat. I want to quickly, quickly, quickly give you four benefits of staying committed to God when the devil turns up the heat. Number one is this, you will experience God's presence. Oh, if you'll stay committed, you'll experience God's presence. Check this out, check this out. Daniel 3, verse 24, then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement after he threw those boys in the fire. And he asked his advisors, weren't three men Weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like the Son of God. The fourth looks like that might be Jesus because these men remain faithful to God. God 
showed up in the middle of the fire. God will show up in a unique way if you'll stay faithful to God in the fire. Oh, there's another in the fire. There's another in the, I know you're going through trials. I know you're going through trouble, but there's another in the fire. There's another in the fire. There's another in the fire. Yeah, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Number two, number two, a second benefit. You will experience God's protection. Notice this, notice this. Daniel 3, verse 26. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out. Come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They said, they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. These men went through the fire and didn't even smell like fire. They didn't even smell like smoke because God protected them. If you maintain your commitment to God, you will go through the fire and you will not get burned up. Other people would have lost their mind and their mind would have got burned up if they would have went through all the hell you've been through, but you still got your mind. Other people would have lost their faith in God, but you still got your faith. Other people would have lost their worship. Their worship would have got burned up if they would have went through the fire you've been through. But because you stay committed to God, you saw God protect your life. And come on somebody, you still in church today because God brought you through. Come on, the devil's not going to burn up your praise. He's not going to burn up your worship. He's not going to up your praise. He's not going to burn up serving God. He's not going to burn up your giving. He's not going to burn up loving people. Come on, somebody. He's going to see me through. I'm not burning up. I'm not burning up. I'm not burning up. There's another. He's with me. He'll protect me. He's going to walk me through this. He's going to see me through. Come on, do you believe it? That's the kind of God you serve. That's the kind of God you serve. That's the kind 
Damn, I got you, sir. Somebody needs to know if you'll stay committed, he'll protect you. He'll protect you. Number three, number three, you'll experience God's power. His power. Notice in verse 28, then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to God. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me read that again. Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. Because of these three Hebrew boys' commitment, maintain their commitment to God, the crazy king started praising God. People's church, there are people watching you when you go through the fire. Your family's watching you as you go through the fire. Your coworkers are watching you as you go through the fire. If you're a business owner, your employees are watching you as you go through the fire. Your kids are watching how you respond to the fire. Your grandchildren are watching you in the fire. The people at your school at your college are watching how you respond in the fire. Stay committed to God. Let your light shine as you go through the fire. Come on, somebody crazy in your family is going to give their life to Jesus because they're watching how you're going through the fire. Uncle Larry, who lost his mind, going to come to Jesus because how you live your life in the fire. Stay committed to God. God's going to use your story for his glory. Stay committed to God. Stay committed to God. Stay committed to God. Number four, number four, number four. You would experience God's promotion. God's promotion. Daniel 3 and verse 30. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. I want you to notice this because of their convictions, their courage, and their commitment to God. God blessed their life. There's a blessing on the other side of the fire. There's a blessing on the other side of the fire. I don't know exactly the blessing God has for you, but there's always a blessing on the other side of the fire. And God sent me here today to my church family to tell you this, don't you miss your blessing? You better stay committed to God. You better pray it through. You better keep worshiping. You better stay in church. You better stay in that small group. You better keep serving. You better keep giving. You better keep forgiving. You better keep loving. God's got a blessing for your life on the other side of the fire. On the other side of the fire, there's a blessing.